Super Talk Mississippi media production. Specializing in Ford, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Rams. CorinthAutoGroup.com and FordOfCorinth.com, where cars and happy drivers meet. Visit us now in person or online with the experience you deserve. Wondering what I was going to be able to talk about this morning, honestly, until news dropped from the Athletic and the Alliance. Oh, man, the Alliance is really going to screw this up. That's what we're calling them, by the way, the Alliance, the Big Ten. The ACC and Pac-12, they're getting together and doing all kinds of stupid stuff. So we're going to talk about that today. Welcome into the live stream. I'm Michael Borky. Glad you guys are with me on this Friday morning. And yeah, I was worried. I'm telling you, I was worried that, you know... I. Every day I have to come up with content for a three-hour radio show uh, all by myself, sort of. And some days are harder than others. And we're in that time right now where football's here, but not really. And everybody's practicing, but you don't really get to see many of them. And there's really nothing else to, like, report unless it's injuries from practice. So if nobody's getting hurt, there's nothing to say. You know what I mean? Uh, There's nothing to say. So, like, Lane Kiffin gave a press conference yesterday, and, I mean, he was asked a couple of pretty ridiculous questions, but what does he say? You know, at this point, what can you ask him? Also, same thing with Mike Leach and Will Hall. At this point, it's like, what, what, you know, what else can they say? We're practicing right now. It's the same thing. We're trying to get ready for a season. We haven't started game prep. It's camp. What what else do you want? So we're in that, that time period where football's back. People want us to talk football. But there's no, like, stories, so you have to kind of come up with ideas. And, of course, I am willing and and able. I feel like I'm okay at it. Today, this was just handed to me, though. I was going to have to not make something up, but you guys know what I mean. Not anymore. Thanks to uh, the Alliance, the college football or, you know, Power 3 Alliance joining together and doing stupid things. And here they are again. Their their goal here, one of their goals here, a couple of them are just kind of like roll your eyes, okay, this is ridiculous, but their goal here is so stupid. It is so stupid. So we're going to talk about that today. First, I want to remind you real quick, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Michael Borky on YouTube. Search me out. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, it's free. And uh, hit the little bell so you know when I go live or a new video is posted. And if you like what you hear, like the video. Also, follow on Twitter and Facebook, and wherever you get your podcasts, Mike in the Morning or my name, and Spotify should turn up results and subscribe there. And if you like what you hear, again, please leave a rating and a review. All right, so story from The Athletic, and Zach, you're right, man. (laughs) I saw your retweet of The Athletic article and was thinking, Borky's frantically writing down a new script for today. Yeah, uh, yeah, I had something different planned, and uh, that changed because this is way better. And uh, good morning to you, JP. What's up, guys? Glad to see you. From The Athletic, this is uh, Nicole Auerbach broke the uh, the news this morning. And here's just a hand. I'm not going to read the whole thing because The Athletic is behind a paywall. But at this point, everybody's going to be talking about it and know what, what's on it anyway. Uh, the Big Ten, Pac-12, and the ACC, we, got, we talked about it last week, I think, uh, are forming an alliance 
And the goal, at least what we knew initially, was for scheduling stuff. They can vote the same. That's really all we had. Well, it turns out that's going to be happening possibly very soon, according to The Athletic. Uh, The announcement, the formal announcement, might come as early as next week. It's not clear how specific the announcement will be because there are so many details that iron out, although administrators in all three leagues have stressed in recent conversations that issues of governance can and should be front and center. These three conferences believe they have schools that are, quote, like-minded, and they want to continue to prioritize broad-based sports offerings and that the academic profile of their institutions matter. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. Arizona State, they've just got a glowing reputation. (laughs) I mean, come on. Come on. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Just just glowing academic reputation. That that's the key here is we got to get the smart schools to stay together as if the what is a tired and really, frankly, embarrassing and just inaccurate uh, narrative is that the SEC is filled with a bunch of dumb schools. And that's just false, right? It's just completely false. Uh, Entrance requirements, like for the Mississippi schools, for example, are lower than that of the Big Ten, sure. But if we're pretending like Vanderbilt, obviously, like the University of Florida is not a great academic institution, Georgia being the, the same, as if there are not programs at every school in the SEC that are among the nation's best. Ole Miss has one of, if not the best accounting school in the country. Missouri has one of, if not the best journalism school in the country, and on and on and on. You can do it with every school in the SEC. That narrative is always so stupid, but, you know, we can play their game if they like. If they want to pretend that that matters at all for sports, then they certainly, certainly can. Uh, The Alliance uh, is doing more than just scheduling and television inventory. Their goal uh, is... Okay, I'll I'll read a few more things, actually. I'm not going to summarize. I want you guys to actually hear this. There are many administrators in the Big Ten, Pac-12, and ACC who believe the collegiate model, believe in the collegiate model, and want it to continue. Even those who have enthusiastically embraced name, image, and likeness reform don't want to see college football become an actual minor league system for the NFL with a draft, player salaries, and the like. They worry that the SEC's aggression could lead to something like that. Now, let me stop right there. Let me stop right there. The amount of hoops that you have to jump through to get from the SEC added Texas and Oklahoma to we're going to have a college football draft, the amount of hoops you have to jump through logically to get from that point A to point B is frankly embarrassing. I mean, how you can get to those two conclusions by, oh, well, the SEC added the, the Oklahoma and Texas, so uh, they're going to start a semi-pro league where they draft players instead of recruit them? Like, how, how can you logically get to that point? You honestly think the SEC wants to eliminate their recruiting prowess? I mean, that's how the SEC is so much better than everybody else because they recruit the best players. That, that's illogical. That line of thinking, that fear, is simply illogical. It doesn't make any sense. It's, you know, people use this term a lot now. It's fear porn. 
it's narrative peddling that nobody should take seriously. Serious people do not say that phrase right there. They don't want to see college football become an actual minor league system for the NFL with the draft, player salaries, and the like. They worry that the SEC's aggression could lead to something like that. Serious people do not think like that. Serious people don't think like that. It's really that simple. Like I I could spend a lot of time on that, but sometimes when somebody says something so ridiculous, uh, you you just kind of call it what it is and move on because addressing that is just nonsense. It's simply nonsense. Uh, And Greg Sankey himself has said many times, many times, that he wants the SEC to be a part of the NCAA's model, that he, uh, he likes the collegiate model. At SEC Media Days, he specifically talked about Olympic athletes from the SEC. And I told you guys a couple weeks ago that if the Southeastern Conference was a country, it would have finished third in medal count. So the the league office is obviously very proud of the non-revenue sports, the non-football sports, and they want to keep that together. Uh, The schools are obviously very proud of the non-revenue sports to keep that together. And everybody I talk to or I have heard interviews or whatever that are involved in SEC sports love love having non-revenue sports on their campus and want to keep it. The Ole Miss women's golf team just won a national championship. That does great things for the school, and it gives academic and professional opportunities to these young women. It's a great thing, and everybody wants to keep that. I mean, the Mississippi State women's basketball program, although last year was kind of a disaster for their standards, they, they want to keep that. Nobody in the SEC wants to get rid of golf and volleyball, and swimming. I mean, my gosh, Auburn, Auburn Gymnastics has the best gymnast in the world. Suni Lee just won the gold medal in the all-around, and now she's going to go to Auburn. You think Auburn wants to get rid of that sport? Hell no. That 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 idea, that, that worry, that fear is just simply illogical. It's just illogical. So the article continues. Um, I got to find where I want to be. But the thrust of the Power Five's problem with the NCAA as it is currently constructed is that there's too much representation for lower levels in Division I in addition to Divisions Two and Three. The makeup of the Constitutional Convention reflects as much. Those groups don't face the same pressing issues as, say, Alabama and Ohio State, but they remain under the same slow-moving national governing body, at least for the time being. This is particularly why the SEC made the move to add Oklahoma and Texas. Here's a quote from Greg Sankey. We're certainly a part of the NCAA structure, and that's important, but our identity stands alone. We're going to be good participants. We also expect significant updating of the NCAA's role and model. I think there are some hard conversations ahead. It's a little bit of a challenge to follow the bouncing ball of what is anticipated to happen with the NCAA's constitutional convention, Sankey continued. That brings me back to a focus on the enhancement, strengthening, and effectiveness of the Southeastern Conference as an organization. Um, The NCAA needs to change and evolve. Anybody that thinks that the current model is working or effective uh, is foolish. The NCAA needs massive reform. Massive reform. Uh, Investigations, for one. Uh, Aside from the fact that Baylor completely got off, completely got off, of everything that they did. We don't need to bring it up. It's extremely sensitive material. 
It took them six years to hand down that punishment. We all know the local investigation into Ole Miss took many, many years. Uh, The LSU investigation is years into it. They're going to be punished for things that happened before Ed Orgeron took over as coach. The investigative process is a disaster, and it's inconsistent, and it's unfair. North Carolina gave fake classes to athletes. Nothing happened. Mary Harden Baylor won a national championship that got vacated, and they got punished because their coach let one of his players borrow his 2006 Subaru. That model's broken. And then let's rewind to March Madness. And, you know, I I am very much a capitalist. I think that NBA players should make more money than WNBA players because they generate more revenue. But when it's the collegiate model, when it's the NCAA, a nonprofit or what it's supposed to be, where every athlete gets treated the same, the amenities for the men in the basketball tournament were significantly different than the women. That is unacceptable in an organization that is built on nonprofit that is not supposed to be capitalist and that every athlete is supposed to be treated equal. The weight room that the women got was just a rack of dumbbells. That's a joke. These are high-level athletes. They need more than that. The television rights negotiation is a disaster, leaving potentially billions on the table for the aforementioned basketball tournament. They investigate poorly, and it takes too long. They govern poorly, and rule changes are dated, and they take too long, and they don't do the core of what they're supposed to do, which is provide the best opportunities equally for athletes. They are a a complete joke. They are a complete joke. They need to be reformed from top to bottom. Anybody suggesting that that model needs to be preserved is is foolish. It is foolish. They need to be reformed. I'm okay with them continuing to be the governing body because like Greg Sankey, I think that we need non-revenue sports. I think volleyball players need to have those opportunities. Golf team, rifle, tennis, swimming, gymnastics. Everybody wants to keep those. And so the NCAA has a role, but it needs to be changed, and that's okay. I'll get to some of your messages before I continue. Let's see. JB says, new Packers unis. Jamie's had five straight batting completions yesterday, and that's all I saw worth discussing. Yeah, Jameis uh, apparently didn't have a good day, but either did Taysom. Remember, I was listening to Nick Underhill's podcast, and he pointed out that there was a day where Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions in practice. You know, So if Jameis has a bad day... You know, so what? Thought that was a a good perspective. Zach says, this is where I'd recall that 2.9 best GPA in team history that Texas posted as a counterpoint, but uh, they're SEC now too. (laughs) Hey man, Texas is a really good school too. It's a really good school too. The Alliance sounds like a terrible wrestling faction. Got to remake the shoots and ladders board game to be the transfer portals and slippery slopes. (laughs) Um, Patrick says, whoever asked that question to Kiffin about one of his players calling him weird needs to pick another career. See, I'm okay with asking him to respond to Henry Parrish's quote if you quoted Henry Parrish correctly. That's all. That's all you got to do. I mean, I'm fine with, especially this time of year, looking for, you know, some different stories, some off-the-wall stories that – you know, because the monotony of camp kind of gets old. So, you know, hey, coach, Henry Paris said this about you. You got a response? Could have been funny if he was quoted correctly. 
Instead, it was Henry Paris called you weird. Uh, are you weird? That's not, that's not what Henry Paris said. He said, everybody thinks he's weird, but I like him. He's down to earth. He's like that kind of stuff. Uh, did not quote him at all. And the reporter even said, Henry Paris said, and I quote, and then said something that he didn't say. It was bizarre, it was just really bizarre. If you're going to quote a coach in a, or a player in a press conference, actually, you know, use his quote. So, yeah, that was bizarre. It was really bizarre. Um, anyway, so here's the kicker. Here's the important thing. How does this factor in the college football playoff expansion? This is the money line right here. There is hope within all three leagues that their commissioners will align to delay the implementation of an expanded college football playoff. Athletic directors in all three leagues have expressed concerns over the composition of the four-member working group that proposed the 12-team format and treated it as an inevitability without hearing from any representatives of the three leagues. So, it's just a proposal. It's just a proposal. You can reject it. There are going to be so many committee meetings between now and when the playoff is expanded. You can voice your concerns. This is so childish and petty. Anyway, I'll continue. All three leagues have relatively new commissioners, which helps explain why the three have been in regular communication since Texas and Oklahoma departed from the Big 12. Um, Those leagues have a financial relationship with Fox, whom they would like to get involved in the bidding process for an expanded playoff. Wait, hold on. Hold on. So on one hand, you want to form this alliance because you want to preserve the collegiate model, that you believe in the collegiate model, and you want to preserve it. So you got to band together to make sure the big, mean, old SEC can't do capitalist things and you got to preserve the collegiate model. We're high-level academic institutions, and we cannot expand the playoff. We can't do anything because it could lead to something more dangerous, and we are fine academic institutions, and we believe in the collegiate model. And also... Uh, you better get our television partner involved to spend hundreds of millions of dollars in this TV deal. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That sounds like hypocrisy to me. On one hand, we want to preserve the model. We're high-level academic institutions. The SEC is big, mean, and bad, and they just want to make more money. And also... Uh, you guys better not expand the playoffs without our television partner spending a lot of money on it. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. It's almost as if they're full of shit. Forgive my language. Uh, they are. But the uh, the preserving the collegiate model thing, um, that's rich. Let me, let me find the quote here, actually. Um, if I can find it anyway. I'm not going to spend too much time looking for it. But apparently these institutions, these conferences, 
believe in the collegiate model. I can't I can't remember the quote, but the point is they they believe in the preserving of the collegiate model, and they're scared of what the SEC's expansion will do. I don't really want to hear it from really any of these places, honestly. Um, If we're going to sit back and pretend like the SEC is the only conference that, one, is hungry for money, and two, has done anything it takes to win and will continue to do anything it takes to win. Um, hearing the Big Ten cry about that is interesting considering what Michigan State allowed to happen on their campus in the name of sports, what Penn State allowed on their campus in the name of sports. Um, I don't want to hear it. It's um, it's hypocrisy, honestly. I mean, that, that's what it is. Uh, the Big Ten in recent history has had um, NCAA rules breaking from their most high-profile program at Ohio State. You've had multiple illegal and immoral things also happen on their campuses in the name of sports. Are are we really going to pretend now, suddenly, that the Big Ten is in this position of preservation and purity and collegiate model and all about the integrity of the game? Because I don't buy that. And beyond I don't buy that, it's a joke, and nobody should listen to that or, or hear it, honestly. What this is, is nothing about morals or nothing about academics at all. They just want to pretend like they're superior because they're not when it comes to actually playing the games. But this has nothing to do with academics. This has nothing to do with preserving the integrity of the collegiate model. This has everything to do with spite. That's what this is. They feel powerless. They feel inadequate because the SEC can invite whoever they want, and and they would join. And so they had to respond, and this is their response. But blocking the expanded playoff. I took 20 minutes to get to the biggest point here. That's what they call burying the lead in the business. Um, Blocking the expanded playoff is the dumbest thing I've heard in all of this. Truly, it is. Uh, What conference has benefited the most from the playoff era? Here's a quick poll question for your day. What conference has benefited the most from the college football playoff era? It's the SEC. The SEC has gotten more teams in the playoff than anybody else has won national championships. And they have gotten richer and more powerful in the playoff era. The 14 playoff has helped the SEC more than any other conference. And even despite that, the commissioner of the SEC wrote the proposal to expand the playoff to 12 teams. Who would benefit the most from an expanded playoff? Not the SEC, although I'm sure that they would get more teams in, and and that would help. But who would benefit the most? It would probably be the Pac-12 who can't get teams into the playoff. And when they do, they get blown out, but they can't get teams in. 
Only one other Big Ten team has made the playoff, and you guys remember how that went. They didn't really didn't really belong. The ACC can get more than one team, and oh wait, Notre Dame is not in the ACC. They um, let them join the conference for one year, and then Notre Dame's back on their own because they don't need the ACC. An expanded playoff would greatly benefit those three conferences, more so than it would the SEC. So why on earth are you blocking this or even wanting to consider blocking this when this would help you the most? It would guarantee you a spot annually. And that's something that you can't get right now. And what this does is this harms the rest of college football if you do this. Um, If they get together and they block it, this hurts the American Conference. This hurts Conference USA in the Sun Belt. And you the most. But it hurts everybody in college football. But the SEC is going to continue to be powerful and get teams in and have teams that are better than yours and keep winning the championships and stuff like that. Um, This is taking your ball and going home in the highest order and is really cutting off your nose to spite your face. That's what this is. And it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. So... Just really stupid. But here we are. Here we are. The alliance to destroy college football. Good for them. They want to preserve the model. That's fine. They'll keep losing in that model, though. They'll keep losing. But the morality thing, I I just... I have no patience for that. I don't want to hear it. There, There is no difference in morals as far as what people will do to win in sports from these conferences. I mean, Arizona State's under investigation right now. Breaking a whole bunch of rules. A lot of them. Imagine that. Anyway, we are eight days away now from the start of college football season. So hopefully stuff like this and stories like this will uh, will die down. At least that's what I'm hoping for anyway. Uh, we can actually start talking about, you know, actual, actual football, which would be great. Um, speaking of great, I loved this. Apparently, this is the high school that is named after the founder of Russell Athletic. <laughs> Benjamin Russell High School is wearing identical uniforms to Mississippi State. Seriously, they are the exact same uniforms, but instead of Mississippi State across the chest, it's Benjamin Russell. It's the same everything, and I assume the helmet logo is different, but they're the identical jerseys. I did see somebody say uh, yesterday that, oh, they're copying Mississippi State. Here's a spin zone for you. I went to a high school. um, I've got got a replica helmet up here, actually. The logo's falling off. Um, That had... Very similar uniforms to Texas. Like, this is our helmet. The sticker's falling off, so i got to, like, hold it there. This is our helmet. Uh, And our uniforms were very, very, very similar. And I remember 16-year-old me putting on that jersey and, like, you know, kind of feeling like I played for Texas, right? So this is really cool, actually. It was only a couple people I saw that were like, oh, they're copying us, or this, you know, had a negative feeling towards that. 
this is awesome. Embrace this. Like Benjamin Russell High School's rocking state's uniforms. That's cool. And what they're going to do now is they're going to buy stuff that looks like that. Like I in high school, I owned a bunch of Texas shirts with just the Longhorn logo on it. A bunch of people did. I mean, that's kind of what we wore because it was the same. Zach says, yeah, my high school is 100% a copy of LSU except for blue instead of purple. I think that's cool because I, I would turn on the TV on Saturdays and watch Texas and be like, hey, I look like them. So these kids from Benjamin Russell are going to turn on Mississippi State and say, hey, you know, I, I look like those guys. So it's cool. Embrace it. It's funny that this is apparently the Russell Athletic High School wearing Mississippi State's Adidas jerseys. So other than that, this is really cool, though. I saw this. I, I was pumped. I bet those kids like it because I did when I was in high school as well. Um, I also like what the Packers rolled out there yesterday. A little throwback. Uh, I wanted to bring this up on the on the radio show yesterday. We just kind of lost track of time. But um, if you could throw it back to an era was the question. Maybe we'll get to it today. If you could throw it back to an era to have your team replicate uniforms from, what would they be? So the Packers did in the 1950s, and they look really good. Um, Sadly for Ole Miss, they've kind of been wearing the same uniform the whole time. Like, there's really not much that you could throw it back to. Um, Especially one of the helmet designs is not something you can wear anymore. Uh, So I wanted to see some submissions. Hopefully we can uh, get to that on the radio show today. So, anyway. The Alliance, ruining college football. We got preseason football this weekend. Uh, Mac Jones looked really good last night, but so did Cam Newton. I don't know how much of that you guys watched, but um, Cam Newton still got it. He still got it. I don't know if it's his future is in New England, but I think that he's still got a few years left as a starting quarterback in the NFL. I really do. He looked sharp. Matt Jones looked really good, too, though. Really good. Uh, and we'll find out Monday. We'll see Monday night, Jameis versus Taysom, if there's any separation. Uh, they're going to flip-flop, it sounds like. So Jameis will start the game. And uh, we'll see if he can close the door on uh, on the job. So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, subscribe again to the YouTube channel and like the video. I'd appreciate that very much. Y'all have a great weekend, the last weekend, last weekend without college football. So enjoy it. I'll talk to you guys again on uh, on Monday morning and on the radio this afternoon as well. So subscribe, and I will see you guys Monday or this afternoon. Either one. Have a great weekend. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.